time for us to go. All right, I'll read the announcements. Good morning, good afternoon for everyone. Welcome to Business Coach Power Hour. It is April 4th. Um, Optavia makes no guarantee of financial success. Success with Optavia results from successful sales efforts, which require hard work, diligence, skill, persistence, competence, and leadership. Your success depends on how well you exercise these qualities. Please see the Optavia IDS for stats on actual earnings of coaches. So. We have a couple more things that I want to just, we're just continuing to remind everyone to keep it on your radar. So on Wednesday, April 12th, um, convention registration will be open, open to global directors and above. And then on, and then that's also when they're announcing the headliner for the FIBIC, uh, FIBL party. And then on the 14th, registration opens to the entire community and we'll have an early bird rate until April 30th. So I would just plan on your entire organization registering between April 14th and April 30th. And then, um, and then of course, the last day for qualifications for that Fibble Fibic party um, is, uh, is going to be, I'm sorry, not registration, qualification, I don't know if I said that, is May 31st. So that means uh, it's two out of three months. So uh, people, and May is required, so people can uh, qualify for that Fibic party. Um, Lori, uh, <laughs> hitting by hitting FIBIC again uh, this month um, and May 31st, but really you only need two out of the three, but we know you're not going backwards. All right, and then the first 5,000 people registered um, are going to get the swag. So here's the early bird uh, registration fees, 225 and there's going to be 250 is going to be the cost for regular registration, which I like that they're still keeping it very low. And just know that there is going to be no... Um, virtual event this year. It just did not, it didn't, you know, perform that well as far as, you know, it was very expensive to put on and not that many people registered for it. So the next slide is the Fibic Fibble Party, um, off, also known as the most off the chain party ever. Uh, they always outdo themselves. One year it was the Eagles played. Last year it was this, you know, hip hop 90s compilation off the chain party, um, but it's July 26th and um, it's gonna be indoors again, which is nice so that we're not hot because the first year it was really hot in Atlanta. Um, and this year's theme is gonna be rock and roll, which is gonna be so fun. Um, and then again, the headliner will be announced on the global growth webinar on the 12th. And then there is also an Optavia business coaching. So for any coach in Optavia can attend the business coach, um, the business coach call on April 12th. And I'm actually hosting that call. So um, if you guys want to join in, feel free. We've got, um, we're going to be announcing our um, our incentive for this month, and we're, we've wrapped up boot camp. And then the last, the last big huge announcement, you guys. This is so huge. Sundance Orlando this year, the Advanced Leadership Retreat. Qualifications are integrated national director and above, and that's three out of six months, April through September. So it starts. Qualifications start right now this month. Um, so save the date. It's October 26th through 29th. It's going to be in Orlando. I cannot tell you how excited I am about that. So, um, and then registration opens in August. Okay. Bonus plus. The goal is five and one your business. Five new clients, one new coach. That's that's what we all strive for. We're not, I mean, three is great, but I want, I am personally committing uh, to five new clients again this month. Uh, and you can five, you know, you can get reactivated uh, less than six months inactive. Uh, sorry, more than six months inactive clients will count towards your bonus plus, but I am actually committing again to five new clients. I have not had this much fun in my own business in such a long time. It's been really fun. I've just been falling in love with coaching clients and new coaches. Really, really, really a fun month. Um, okay. So 5% raise uh, on your, on your PQV, if you, uh, oh, sorry, on your T, uh, F, 
CV, sorry, your commissionable volume, which is basically your frontline volume, uh, you get a 5% raise if you bring on five. And that's going on May. So doing it again this month. All right. What else? Oh, yeah. This big one Morris Tribe Hispanic Expansion Work Group. So I'm inviting, I want you guys to invite screenshot this and please send it to all of your Spanish speakers. We are looking for a robust team of Spanish speakers. Uh, we will be adding in a Spanish speaking power hour, and I'm hoping that we will also um, uh, add in a Spanish speaking client support call uh, here in the next couple of months. So anyone who's passionate, who speaks Spanish fluently, please um, encourage them to come on Thursday, this Thursday at 6 p.m. Mountain in my Zoom room. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, um, Brenna, my co-hostess with the mostest, we discussed kind of the things that we wanted to talk to you guys about this month. I'm going to add you as a spotlight. Okay. Um, yeah. Have awesome earrings, by the way. I need oh, yeah. to know who gave you those. I saw you say something. Melissa Hernandez actually inspired me. Oh, hey. Okay, girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. She might not, she amazing. might be on this call or she might not, but yeah, she'll listen. <laughs> she'll she'll text me later, hopefully. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So Brenda and I were talking about um this business coach power hour and we find that it's very very important for you guys and i i i you know took asked a bunch of people questions and what you guys wanted to hear was how do all these different people do achieve the same results with different superpowers well we're teaching you that every monday um at this during this hour so um so brenna's head i love how strategic she is and um she was like I feel like it's so important to start the month off with teaching people how to examine, you know, the coaches in their business and where they fall in engagement and what their goals are. And I'm like, yes. And I said, I feel like it's important to start with a robust map for yourself and so that you can identify those partners. So that's what we're going to talk to you guys about today. And we're actually going to give you time to work on these things. So the very first thing, and Brenda and I also talked about this, that, um, you know, I do a map every month. And sometimes that map um, doesn't get as much love as I, like, as I would like it to. Um, specifically when I'm very distracted with things like events and, you know, things, family, company, all that. And I've had a lot of that going on in the last few months. So last month, I committed myself to my map again. You guys, you see what a mess it is. It literally has coffee stains. It's all, it was like crumpled up. I had to like iron it out one day. <laughs> it's so bad. I color coded it. I made goals for how many coach explorers that I wanted to do for um, all my client support. And I needed a serious look at my client support because Tom and I were splitting it up. And I was like, oh, shoot, you didn't call that person. And he was like, I thought you called them. So we decided to just get super, super clear. And for me, what I have to do is I have to have it where I can take it with me. I take it when I take Shuki to school, like it's all like folded up. It fits in my journal. Um, communication is hard, people. Just because you have a partner doesn't mean that it, that it, all the communication is happening. And, you know, we've both been traveling a ton and we're like ships passing in the night. So having an updated map for me is clutch. All right. So I asked all of you guys and Brenna asked all of you guys to show up with your maps. And I want you guys to all not show me any numbers, but flash your maps up here. Yep, this is accountability. And if it's not completely full, like mine is complete, not completely full. This I'm is... putting it on speaker view. I mean, on gallery view now. Okay, we've all got our maps. All right. If you're not done with your map, don't worry, because we're going to take a few minutes to let you work and give it give it the proper love that it that it needs. And by that, I mean, it, you got to fill it all out on the back of my map. 
I went through this with you guys one time in the very beginning of these, and I want to just remind you, all the coaches that I'm the FIBIC for that are not that are not senior coaches, I put on the front and this one, um, I had some down the sides, okay, because we that's a major goal for us. Um, Start out the at the bottom, fill out a current reality, go to the top section, which is labeled B, put in your goals, and that's where I put in five new clients. Then I put the little boxes on the top because I didn't just want to put five new clients and leave that number floating there. I'm like, no, I am checking these big green boxes at the top. And for me, comeback clients were not in my plan. I wanted five new. I did bring back uh, two... Five, six, seven. Yeah, two comeback plans. One of them's order didn't quite go through the right way, and so they didn't count. But that's okay. So we had six new fresh people to be working with, and that's great. And then I had a couple of people transfer to me, um, which was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so um, one of them's coach completely inactive, and I didn't have a choice. So anyway, um, so I'm like, okay, let's just go. So we've got seven, eight, nine new clients to work with. And um, and we have been coaching the absolute snot out of these people, okay? One of them is a coach explorer and she's a Spanga instructor and the girl's body is like, are you kidding me? It's amazing. And, she, and so we got on into the coach explorer and she said to me, you know, we're going to, um, you know, Costa Rica or somewhere, um, in two months and i'd really like to lose like five to ten pounds it's really my body fat percentage that i'm not in love with and i'm thinking okay i'd kill for your six pack but i was like i didn't give her the crazy face i was like yes girl you do you you come on let's go for the good for the great i've seen some people i know you know i've seen the kenneth hepburns out there and you know you think they are perfect the way they are and then they they go and you know chris aims you and you get blown away and you're like oh my gosh and that's fine like i am here to coach people like everyone's got their own goals and if she's not happy with that 26 percent body fat well hell i'm gonna help her get to 22. that's fine with me it doesn't hurt my feelings so and she's teaching so guess what that coach and she's gonna coach turned into a client for me well, that was kind of surprising actually that she really had anything to do with that um, I mean, I knew, I knew she was going to do like a coach, you know, a couple a week or two, but she was like, no, I have goals. And then come to find out her boyfriend who owns a gym, a different gym was an old beach body coach. And she's like, yeah, he's still active, but he doesn't do anything with it. And I'm like, oh, well girl, he could coach too. And she's like, yeah. I said, was he, did he, was he like, why aren't you doing beach body and all that? And she said, no, he was like, I'm happy you're looking at something that you feel is going to work for you. So um, he was super supportive, actually. So I just put him on my potential coach list because I want her to have him as a coach. So anyway, the map, the map, the map. So I'm sure many of you have at least something on your map, but I want us to spend the next 15 minutes. It says choose your own adventure. If your map has all the highlights and all the boxes and on the back you've got everybody and where they finished last month like what was their fqv what was their rank how many senior coaches they had um, how many new clients they had whatever it is that you are helping them with that's what needs to be on the back of your map next to that person yes i'm making you do this you're like why am i doing this i have a watch list because you can't see this stuff on the watch list you cannot see you know, where they ended last month. I can't see next to, you know, Heidi Olson's name, how many EDs she had on her team last month. I can't see that on the watch list, okay? So, and plus, Heidi Olson has very competent leaders. I don't put Heidi Olson on. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, when you have leaders that lead their business well, you don't put them in your watch list. Your watch list is really, my watch list is just the people I'm working with, in fact. So, um, so on the back of my map, I can put those people there and I can actually see their business at one glance, okay? So if, you're, if your map is just, if it's a max map, maximized, 
Then if it's not, I want you to make it maximized. If, it, if you need to put color coding, pink boxes, yellow highlights, green marks, hash marks, hash, whatever, I want you to do that, okay? This is gonna be a working 15 minutes, guys. If, you, if your map is already like that, I want you to get your map and start looking up those people on your map. I want you to examine their Facebook. I want you to examine their business threads. And I want you to make an idea in your head of what the next step is for them. Is it, do you need to go have a cup of coffee with this person? Do you need to wish them happy birthday? Do you need to check on their mom's surgery? Do you need to send them a sympathy card because they lost their dog? Okay, that's what we're doing for the next 15 minutes. And P.S., this kind of work takes way longer than 15 minutes. <laughs> I've been working on my map for three days, and it's still not perfect. Okay. I could put some Jeopardy music on, but then they would... Can I just share some things while people yes. start? Yes. Okay. So you guys work. The idea is that we want you to work while you're being mentored by leaders. Okay. So I'm going to work. Brenna's going to give us some more knowledge. She's going to drop some knowledge. <laughs> Sorry. So I'm still I Hamilton out. Okay. <laughs> I'm jealous. So I just have to agree with Jen. Everybody gets work. I mean, my map is so this was last month's super busy, super written on. I carried it everywhere with me last month as well. There's definitely something about putting pen to paper, I believe, even though I'm heavily looking at the watch list daily. I think the map is so important for me personally, because I can really start to see what my business needs. The watch list, sometimes I'm just looking at like who I'm running with maybe sometimes, but this actually lets me to see what do I need to do more of? Where do I need to work in my business? And I think sometimes if we get so hyper-focused on the watch list, we're focusing on everybody else. We tend to forget what we need to do. So I will say like, just based on what Jen said, um, I get really intentional when I am good with my map. I'll be honest. I've not always been good with my map every month, but starting in November, December, I started getting really intentional with it again. And um, I'm really focusing on, am I bringing those clients to celebration calls that are doing great in my own business? I'm making sure I'm doing that. And I was really intentional on setting up coaches coach explorers with pretty much everybody that had any slight interest, like just the littlest bit of interest, not, not like, yes, I want to do it, but the slightest and just saying, let's just talk about it. And I will say it was, we've brought on a coach every month, January, February, and now March, wait, it's April. Yeah. January, February, March, sorry. And, and April, April 1st. So I do think that really becoming super focused on where your clients are on the front of your map is super important. What CCs you've done, Coach Explorers, and then on the back of the map, your team. So that's all I was gonna say. So everybody, so everybody pop into your connect and pop out that tree or whatever it is that you um, are working on uh, or you're going to, that's if you're working on this. Um, and then, um, and then for those who, you know, who are, your map looks really good. Like mine looks really good, but I don't have all the information on it. For some of you, you might be thinking this is work that I already do in my head, or this is already on my watch list, but I'm here to tell you that when I was growing to IPD, I processed or, you know, I, what's the word I'm thinking? I, um, I, you know, filtered and filtered and filtered and, and looked at my business and went to my team activities every single day. I did this ad nauseum. Like I'm the girl when I go on a trip, I, and it's like a, like a cross country, like, like to Europe and I'm backpacking. I unpack my backpack and repack it every single day. You know why? Because I don't want stuff to get stuffed down in the back, bottom of the back. I only brought the essential things and there'll be stuff in there that I forgot I had if I don't unpack it, organize it and repack it. 
I kind of treated my business the same way. I'm not going to lie. So the more different ways that you can, it's not the word, not process. What's the word I'm thinking of? I just have to, I have to go through my business with a different set of glasses on multiple times. Visualize. Analyze. Yeah. Yeah. I have to analyze my business and do actions on that on that stuff. Now I'm going to tell you, I have seen some coaches lately and I'm not saying that people aren't working, people are working, but I have seen some coaches lately who are incredibly distracted by things right now. Like they're discouraged or, you know, they have little kids and believe me, I know the problem with that because I had little kids too. And that's real hard. Um, but they're doing like fake work, not fake work. What's the word? Non-productive productivity, right? So they're doing four power busy, hours a day. Busy work, working, busy work. working hard, like, smarter. Like, or are you on power hour? Not you, but are people on power hour, but not actually doing the power hour activities? Same here. Are you on business coach power hour, but not using this time to do the work that you're supposed to be that we're giving you to do i'm not saying like i'm not like saying i'm your boss but i'm just saying i don't mean it in that way but if you want your business to change try just try doing all the things that we're teaching you to do and am i perfect at this no do did i have times where you know my client support stunk yes but you guys doing stuff like this and giving yourself some sort of a system to work with, it actually changes everything. You know, time blocking on the calendar, all those things that we talk about. Were there times where I sucked at that? Yes. Were there times I was super distracted? Yes. When I was growing to presidential director, I traveled, I decided it was a great summer to, to travel across the country. Oh my God, we had an RV. Half the half of the RV parks we were at didn't have Wi-Fi that was dependable. It was the days before, you know, we had unlimited cell service and you could, you know, do your hotspot and, you know, my my I didn't know how to have my calendar switch times. I was missing calls left and right. Been been there, done that. (laughs) Oh my gosh, don't do that to yourself. I was like, that was like, you know. I mean, it would have been better to do it in like two weeks and like a month and a half. It was kind of silly. Um, Anyway, so busy, but not productive. Yeah, let's do the actual things. So today, that's what we're doing. We're, we're going to, I'm a maximizer. We're going to maximize the absolutes not out of this map. Okay. So be writing those people down on the back of your map, because we're going to be doing a lot of um, relationship. Yep both in depth a little bit with those people on your teams Mm -hmm. yeah and what brenna means is in case you weren't here around whenever i first started working with you guys on the map is everyone who's already seen your coach put them on the back of your map put them all on the back of your map so that you can see if you can't see them there's no way you can keep up with more than four or five people you just can't much less a few hundred and if you like if you put them on your map, you can always see them. So they're never out of sight, out of mind. Car- Does Carla have a question? She just have her hand raised. I don't know. Oh, she doesn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's just used to being the host, I think, being the admin. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to write a few more things. And yeah, we I just are going to take... Fun. We are going to take it. Brenna, you, you have the best music, so I'm going to let you get the music ready oh, to go okay. for when we have our stretch and bio break. Okay. Decided we're going to do a music break. You don't have to dance, but do something. You want some background music now? No, because then it'll... Um, okay. okay. <laughs> well, then it'll... In-depth or the back of the map, too. Okay, uh, Brittany, ask me your question. I was just asking like on the back of my map, like you were saying, putting the people on there that, oh gosh, um, that um, 
our senior coach or higher, like, and so that's, are those your frontline? And then are you putting in depth, like with them too, like people that yes. you're with to yes. grow? Absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. So and and their, kind of their FQB, like, are you doing that for all of those people that you're kind of working with? To yeah. Grow? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. And that's such a great question. Yes. So what's really important is, um, so like I, I ran with this coach to senior coach last month and she has a coach now. I know you can't see because I'm, I've got backlight, but that's probably fine. Um, so I have this coach. She's my newest senior coach and she already has a coach. So I'm putting her underneath her. So as I'm growing people to blended ED or FIBC, I, put their name and then so on the front we're putting their clients names under the underneath them or just a check mark um, but on the back you're writing their name and then you're writing their coaches names and then if one of their coaches becomes a runner then you keep that little pod but then I put you know another person you know I put the other person run you know in their I, I make them their own separate pods Okay, so all I, everyone knows that Danielle and Andrea grew this business pretty much at the same time. They started coaching basically the same day. So I had Andrea, and then underneath her, I would write Danielle, but then I would put Danielle in her own pod because they were both emerging leaders. So that I could see Andrea's business outside of Danielle, and then I could see Danielle's business. Does that make sense? Okay. So if you have leaders on top of leaders, you kind of want to make those leaders their own pods. And sometimes if you don't have leaders on top of leaders, it's good to be like recognizing the leader under them and be like, oh. Right. I, I, so I, I have one that's like that. I have a coach yeah. and their only client is now a coach and that coach is doing better than that other coach. Yeah. So I'm just saying like, I should put them on the back of my map, right? Yeah. Because yes. I'm trying yes. to get them Absolutely. to senior coach. Okay. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Put them on the front of your map if you're trying to get them to senior coach. I put all these spaces here. Anyone who I'm the FIBC for, I am, and they're not a senior coach that I'm working with, if they're engaged, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, Brenna's got some great stuff for you guys. Um, I put them on the front of my map and treat them like my front line. I've that's done how, that. As you get better at working in depth, that's what are you going to say? I, I, I do that too. I didn't used to, but I, I do that too. Yeah. Okay, guys, we are going to take, um, we're going to stop recording for a second. Recording. <laughs> Sorry, James. Mandatory dance song. <laughs> All, All right. right. Let me, um, I got some stuff I need to share and bring up. Okay, I'm going to come, I'm going to come off spotlight so you can share that. Um, oh, well, actually, leave me on spotlight because you know me, I'll probably chime in. Okay. <laughs> Hold on one second. Does everybody see that? This little graph. Okay, okay, guys, get your pens and papers out. For yes, yes. Get a separate sheet of paper um, that you can attach to your map later. Okay. Yeah. So I think, so today we're going to talk about obviously engagement. Like, what does engagement mean? Engagement, and I've got a lot of notes. So if you see me looking down and stuff, it's because I've got so many notes on this. And engagement is definitely when somebody is fully invested. We all know they're excited. They're, you're talking to them frequently. Their confidence is rising. But then skill is something different. Skill is they're doing something well. And you can be in different phases of this. And I just want to kind of let everybody know that it's our job as leaders to really have these one-on-one -on -one conversations with our team. Sometimes I'm really good at this and sometimes I suck at it. I'll be very honest. And I'm always trying to grow in this. This is something that I'm definitely trying to always learn more. And it's definitely a leadership quality, but just know that it's very normal for people to go in and out of these. And it's our job as leaders to really figure out what's missing, you know, what's next, what do we need to do to help that person kind of pull out of that disengagement? Why is that happening? Why are they not as skilled in something? And, um, you know, people are seeing tons of, you know, achievements from people and sometimes the people doing the work are maybe getting a little disengaged because they're frustrated it's our job as leaders to really pull them out of that and work with them not Morris tribe not you know but us as leaders so um I just kind of wanted to go over this this sheet right here it says that somebody is really highly engaged 
you know, they're have a ton of confidence They're um, well, maybe not a ton, but they're just really eager to learn. And then they drop down into this disengagement where maybe they're frustrated. Maybe they're not seeing the results they wanted to see. Then they get more proficient in a skill and all of a sudden they see that rise. Well, then they really shoot up to that high performance engaged, you know, highly skilled person. But then sometimes they don't have new challenges to help them move past that next step and they might drop and they get frustrated again. And so it's our job to come in and maybe give new skills, new challenges. So I just kind of wanted to go over that really quick. Oh, and, I would love to yeah. say something, of course. Yeah. So this is part of TLDP. Go back to that, go back to that previous slide. Yeah. So just remember that this engagement piece, that it's not in, disengagement for people is not always frustration. Sometimes it's a little of disenchantment or maybe they're distracted and maybe they just are not feeling super passionate right now. And I just really want to emphasize that we all go, I mean, what Brenna said is true. We all are in all of these, we bounce around depending on what's going on in our lives. Yeah. Okay. It's very normal for all very of us. Very emphatically yeah. saying yes to everybody. Um, and I think what you always want to ask when you're, so you, now that you've done your map and you've kind of written out some people on the back of your map, you're picking your two of who you're working with throughout the month. We really want to see like, where do these people fall within this quadrant? Are they engaged learners? Are they um, disengaged learners? Are they engaged or um, skilled performers or, you know, not very skilled disengaged performers? And so the two things you always want to ask yourself when you're looking at those people on the back of your map is how engaged is this person and how skilled is this person? And that's going to really help you to kind of see where these people fall into these different performance matrix. So if you can, if you can look at this, I'm just pulling out my notes as well. We've got, if you put on, on a separate sheet of paper, quadrant one in the top left, quadrant two in the bottom left, quadrant three in the top right, and quadrant four in the bottom right, and make it like a, you know, a graph. Is that what you call it? Like a, that's called yes. something. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> make it big on a separate sheet of paper and ask yourself for those people on the back of your map, how engaged and how skilled are these people? And there can be some gray area here sometimes, but we're going to go through these to kind of help you see maybe, and this could be honestly like a month long talk. So this is going to be really quick. Yes. <laughs> and um, can you guys, uh, can you guys drop in the chat? Did you guys, I want you guys to literally make a line on your paper that looks like this. It looks like a big cross like this. Okay. And then yeah. I want you to write um, the their level of engagement. Uh, go back to the previous slide. This one? Previous. Oh. That one. Okay. So ignore the graph that you see. Look at the look at the axes. So the bottom left is the disengaged. Disengaged. And then the top left is engaged. And those are the learners. Um, the, no, engaged or engaged. Um, so both of these quadrants are engaged. Both of these quadrants are disengaged. Okay. And then on the vertical axis, you have, um, am I doing this right? Yeah, you are. Oh, sorry. On the horizontal axis, axis you have um, skilled, so unskilled goes on the left or learner. You can call that a learner. And then on the right, they're highly skilled or what we call performers. Performers, yeah. Okay, all right. So you have your four quadrants. This is quadrant one. Can you guys see me? I have no idea because my screen- Yeah, I can see it. Okay, yep. so hang on. Speaker. Okay. So here is your, this is your engaged learner. Quadrant two is below it and it's your disengaged learner. Quadrant three is up here on the right. And this is your engaged performer. 
and by the way, this is where you want all of your people to be, but um, <laughs> they all start out here, hopefully engaged learners. And in the bottom right, you have your disengaged performers. Okay, so quadrant one, quadrant two, quadrant three, quadrant four. Okay, please drop a one in the chat if everyone is following. Okay, this is one. This is two. This Lots is of three. Ones. Good. Everybody's got a one. Anyone not following, put a two in the chat. Don't feel bad. We'll do this. We'll stay over a little bit if we need to. Two. Okay, Tammy. All right. On your vertical axis, you have engaged and disengaged. So right engaged at the top right disengaged at the bottom you can do it over here too engaged disengaged it just means the higher up they are on the page the more level of engagement they are okay so and then on the horizontal axis you have learner over here performer over here okay so for myself if I'm looking at these quadrants, I'm just going to score myself as an IPD. I've been in all of these quadrants before, but currently in the last few years, I am an engaged performer. So I am somewhere, I would say my engagement level goes up and down as everyone else's does. I'd say right now that I am somewhere around here in this category, okay? My engagement can always be a little higher and definitely I can always perform better. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna go on to the because people are asking about the different quadrants. Yep. Tammy, so, does that does that help you to kind of see the quadrants? And I'm good. Thank you. Good? Okay. All right, cool. Um, so quadrant one, like Jen was saying, everybody starts here. Everybody starts in quadrant one. This is where you're gonna spend. 75% of your time in your business. These are the new coaches, the people run into ED. This, but people, I've seen so many FIBCs, well, not so many, but I've seen some FIBCs forget about some EDs growing into that FIBC role. And they're like, oh, they're fine. And they, they kind of quit working with them. Bad, big mistake. So definitely those engaged learners can be those really strong EDs still too. So I just wanted to tell you that. And that is where... 75% of your effort should be and your time should be in quadrant one. Yeah. Engaged learners. Yep. Um, so um, engaged learners, I'm just looking at my notes because I, I want you guys to take notes on this and be thinking about who in the people that you just wrote down on your map fall into this. But there are the people that are enthusiastic. They're curious, obviously. They're willing to learn. They want to get feedback. You know, our our role is to help guide them and build capability, meaning that we're not going to give them too much. We're not going to be like, boom, 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 <laughs> but we're going to build capability so that they can learn certain skills one at a time. Okay. We're really there to help guide them. And I think, you know, it's really easy to assume that people are capable when they're so excited and they're like, give me all the stuff and I'm ready to go. <laughs> and don't, uh, that top tip is something that I just did so poorly at, you know, my first year of coaching, we really want to don't mistake enthusiasm for capability. So, you know, that same thing, like FIBC is stopping to work with some of those EDs that are super enthusiastic, but maybe they're just not capable to know what to do to get to that FIBC role, even though they want it, you know? So just remember, those people are super important. Um, some questions you can ask those engaged learners that I just wanted to kind of bring up is things that we're wanting to consider is what's the most important thing for this person to know and understand right now in this moment? Like, are they a brand new coach and we just need to get them launched and not give them all the power hours and, you know, not all the trainings? Or maybe the next step is, do they really need to learn how to do a coach explore? They have high frontline volume, but where are the coaches in their business? You know, so I think really kind of asking yourself, what's the most important thing for them to know? Um, and what's the most important thing for this person to master? Not only understand, but master. 
and really measuring success two weeks from now. So these are people that you are in frequent communication with biweekly. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, yes. you're, yeah, you're frequent. Sometimes frequent. like, so for new people who I get that feeling, they're super jazzed and this is even in depth. So for, for when you're talking about in depth, people who are in depth, I, me, I even start a text thread with those people and the, and the coach. Okay. Because I, and I put them at the top of my phone, y'all. I put them at the top of my text message section. This section right here, besides my husband, um, are people that I am working with. Okay. So, um, and that's because I don't want them to accidentally be out of sight, out of mind. They're highlighted on my map and they are in quadrant one and quadrant one is where I know 80% of my business and your business productivity comes from the people who've been coaching less than six months. Yep. So while I love the heck out of Miss Brenna, Brenna and I, nor any other leader, do we spend more than 20% of my time every month is given to people's in leadership. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of unread messages right now. I have a lot, but remember, these are the most important people in your life outside of your family right now. I have 25 today. Pretty proud of myself. Um, But if they're texting me with pictures of their clients, you bet your butt I'm making side-by-sides and giving them next steps and teaching them how to set up celebration calls on a Sunday night at 9 p.m., okay? Mm -hmm. This engaged learner category, by the way, everyone on this call, hopefully we go back to to that engaged learner at least once every few months because when you rank up or as you're reaching to the next the next goal, whether it's a C-level goal, whether it's for me, I want to be double fibble. In many ways, I am back in that engaged learner category. So don't feel like, I mean, your goal is to be in either one of the top two, either quadrant one or quadrant three. Okay. All right. Yeah. And keep that in mind. I'm unskilled at being a double fibble, but I'm highly engaged. Right. Okay. And I just want to say real quick, which I'll show you another slide here in a bit. This is where you have like 60% push and 40% pull. And this was really hard. I actually had to ask a bunch of people before, like, remind me what the push pull is, because I always have a hard time reminding myself. And the, the push is where you are reflecting, you're stating, you're reflecting back to them, their concerns, now that I understand this, but then there's also some direction there for sure, but you don't want to have too much direction because that leads to suspicion. And so you really have, it's a dance. It really is a dance. And so this is 60% push where you're reflecting, feeling them out. You're advocating for them, stating kind of their why seeing what makes them tick, you know, kind of thing. Um, but you're, you're certainly not wanting to push too much. There is a dance. And then the, the pull is 40% with this one and it's more listening. It's more asking questions, inquiring. Um, but again, you don't, there is a fine line. You can't, if you just ask questions constantly, there could create some suspicion there too. So it really, This is a constant work of art, I feel like. Um, It's something that as leaders, you're just building and building and learning from your mistakes and failing and then succeeding. (laughs) And it's um, just something that we're always constantly growing towards. Suspicion Um, about motives, suspicion about why are they asking me so many questions when really you're just building relationships. So yeah. it just means they don't quite understand the role of mentor yet, or um, like, you know, I've had people growing to global 
who, um, you know, they become that engaged learner and they're not a global yet. And I come in and I begin, you know, uh, you know, I'm asking them questions. Okay, tell me what you want, but I need to give them stuff to do too. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm restating, I'm pushing, I'm helping them with goals. Um, but if you over pull at that point, then they're like, what are you doing here? What, what's, the, what's the deal? So suspicion is just really, um, important to under it's just one of the many words you can put here it, it yep. can create some disillusionment you use that word if that's easier for you um, but we are you know we're always building trust and I love that um, that the, the the visual on this is as we're walking you as the mentor you're guiding them and they're they're pretty much lockstep with you but they're just like one step behind and you're walking with them like this you're not dragging them you're not walking side by side right because you're mentoring them and you're walking them to the next steps i love that so much i, I love that visual too yeah mm -hmm. okay so um we might go over a little bit today jen to go over all these quadrants do it okay <laughs> um see i tell you what Go to quadrant two and quadrant four, but let's spend most of our time in quadrant one and maybe quadrant one. Let's spend a little bit of time in two, three, and four. Okay, so let's go into quadrant two. Um, characteristics are frustration. And quadrant two for the podcast people is the disengaged learner. Yeah. Okay? So Dis they're new or, or learning something, but they're disengaged or disillusioned or frustrated or... Um, you know, just not quite, not quite in your same wavelength. And it's really common for all of us to go into this at some point or another. So I think it's just remind yourself that it's easy for people to go into this. Don't make it wrong when you talk to the people. You really want to, your role is to identify like what it is that's not working, you know, to support and direct. And it's really important that we make small wins for these people so that we're building confidence. Watch. We, we don't want to give them the next newest thing to, you know, gosh, you need to do this because you're not doing this well. <laughs> you know, we really want to make sure that they're maybe just learning how to be focused on a power hour before we start to teach them multiple other things. So it's just building confidence to receive really a lot of small wins um and it's yeah, really i think that's the key in this category small wins. Yeah. creating easy small wins for them like oh my gosh your client got 64 ounces of water in today literally you guys yeah. just give them small wins because when i've been in this disengaged or disillusioned category when i was a learner like you know i don't i couldn't hear like oh you need to get your calendar in order you need to time block you got to spend an at two hours, three hours a day in power hour. By the way, I've never told anybody to spend three hours a day on power hour. Never, never, never. Um, I just don't think that, you know, you have diminishing returns on that because you feel like you're getting all this work done, but really you've, you're, you're probably ignoring something else that's important either in your family, your life, or your business. That's just me being totally honest. But when I was in a disengaged learner category, and it was like, you got to set immigration calls. You got, I want you to teach on the TNT. No, I, I was like, no, I need to do one thing right here because I was doing everything wrong. And so Adam called me one day when I was growing to ED and said, Jen, do you know how to set up alarms in your phone? I was like, no, I don't. This was seven years ago. And he said, okay, I want you to go, I want you to open up your phone when you go to the alarm section, I want you to set an alarm for every Tuesday at 6.45 p.m. And I want you to put our Zoom room number, label it our Zoom room number. And I was like, oh, okay. And guess what? I never had to ask him for his Zoom room number again. And that was a win for me. One tiny thing. And my business was just like a hot mess. So give them one thing. Okay, Brenna, go ahead. Sorry. I'm just <laughs> adding. I'm just, I'm just cheering you on and adding even more <laughs> well it's funny they said it um it says don't confuse support with cheerleading <laughs> it's and that's something that i've been guilty of you know i'm just woo let's go and that's not necessarily what these people need right at this point they just need support they need you a listening ear 
but with those small wins. So I don't think there's anything else to really cover on um, quadrant two, except for that. I mean, we definitely have some people in. I mean, our, I our in this, but yeah, in quadrant one, just remember you're touching these people multiple times a week in quadrant yeah. two. It's usually like twice a month. It, yeah, it says, it says weekly on my notes. Um, something something in there just so that they know that you haven't forgotten about them okay yeah but it's definitely not like quadrant one it's okay really you're not checking in this is why we don't spam this is why we don't spam because your coaches are in all different categories and they need different things from you okay so and it's, it's one, seven two, it's 70 push and 30 pull so to just you are reflecting more you're stating what they've said already you're you know respectfully you know advocating for them and you're not necessarily asking as many questions, you know, you're not, you're not trying to ask them questions to unlock more potential and see their future. And this is not the person that you would say, well, gosh, you know, if you just, you know, put in the, put in this work this time, like you could totally retire and have this and the future and this and that, like, that's not what you're doing with these people. You're honestly just really trying to listen and be a lending ear and giving small wins. So um, anything else you want to say, Jen, on that one? I think that's good. Um, quadrant three is, this one's easily distracted for all of us as leaders, because this is where we want to pay all the attention to of all our coaches because usually our best coaches highly engaged and performing you know are going to be the ones that we are so excited about because they're doing everything so well and you can get really distracted with um, these people but you also I've seen people hold other people back um, just because they're not sometimes giving that person that next goal and you're kind of like in the status quo thing, like they're doing it so well. So I'm just, you know, going to let them do everything so well, but then you're not really challenging them. So you've got to really remind yourself to challenge these people in engaged performer. You're not going to spend all your time there. You're going to spend all your time mainly in Q1, but Q3, you want to be maybe, you know, like, Hey, you should start leading power hours or, Hey, you should start doing TLDP. You know, like you're giving them higher level leadership roles at this point. And if you have an engaged performer, and trust me, some people think they're an engaged performer. They think they are. And they're not. <laughs> Believe me. I've been there. Um, and it doesn't mean a rank, P.S. No. A performer is someone who leads, is a transformational leader who's got the skills to grow and lead transformational leaders, whether that's an FIBC who is extremely proficient at growing senior coaches and EDs. Okay. Someone who's doesn't have a mindset issue, someone who doesn't have a scarcity issue, someone who's, who's not doing things out of integrity, right? Cause we've all seen that who is not. So the engaged performer is someone where if you needed to be like completely off like oh i'm having surgery you're engaged like when my sister had a stroke look two weeks ago the engaged performers on our team basically i didn't have to ask them to do anything i just said allison has had a stroke and that's pretty much all i had to say because these people knew what to do they knew how to do it they had the skills they had the competency and they had the emotional intelligence to swoop in, not share all my drama because they don't live in the drama triangle. And for them, that opportunity to serve was awesome. And, you know, with Brenna, the way she just said, unlocking potential and pro tip, it's natural for us to all seek more. You sometimes have people who are on the verge, like they've done, you know, a lot of great things, but they're still, you know, kind of just not quite getting it. Um, maybe it's maybe it's a mindset issue. Maybe um, there's a lot of complaining going on and I'm like, wow, okay, for a transformational leader, like you, you gotta somehow pull yourself out of the drama triangle and stay out of there most of the time. But it's still natural for those people to seek more. 
right? So they're, they're wanting to do the things, but they're just not quite ready. Or maybe they're not performing quite enough, right? I mean, we, I mean, let's face it, this is all also about productivity. Okay, love it. Disengaged performer. Um, I just wanted to make sure I, yeah, I think that was all I was gonna say. Um, <clears throat> and then disengaged performer is obviously I hate that word like complacency, but they can perform really well, but they they just they're bored, they're complacent. So you definitely want to support and challenge them. I had some they really don't good or they don't want to do the work. Or they're yeah, sometimes you have people too. who are performing who just that. don't want to do the work. Yeah. Um the notes that I have written down is that you want to support them and challenge them with a new goal does not have to be a transactional goal. It can be transformational. And the important thing is, is that you don't want to get into that drama. Like you don't have to make this a drama thing if they're disengaged performer. Um, we definitely want to try and reignite, but it's just important to remind ourselves that it's natural for all of us to feel this at times. Anything so there's a question about quadrant three. Yeah, there's a question about quadrant three. Um, okay, we're almost done. Oh, yeah. Okay, let me, let me get, tell the, yeah, that's right. That's what I was going to do. I got to. Okay, so the quadrant three, it, the connection time is as needed, right? So when we're planning a big event, I'm spending a lot of times with our engaged performers because we're planning a boot camp or we're planning Mexico or whatever. Yes, you can make me host. Um, and it's 50 50 push. And it's a 50 50. And sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's more in one direction. It's, I think of this as like the ultimate trust sphere where sometimes it's more time, sometimes it's less time. It's like the friend that you can not talk to for three months and then you see them and it's like no time has passed because there is high speed of trust in this category, okay? And so the push-pull is 50-50. And then as far as time with the disengaged performer, Monthly. this is where you know, when you feel like you're dragging someone and you're just like, hey, you're an FIBC who's not supporting your team. Don't forget to be on power hour. Like, seriously, it makes you feel like a complete, like, what am I even doing this for? Right, what are you doing it for? Right? So what's the push pull on disengaged performer? You're, um, you're actually pulling more. You're asking more questions. You're listening more than you are directing mm -hmm. so it's, a, it's a lot more that one month of one month or one day a month call where you're just asking questions being mm -hmm. a listening ear reflecting with them challenge them you know to do more and there's, the and there's good questions that go with that that i can just oh. highlight real quick sure. that would be like saying if i understand correctly let me check i understand what you were saying I appreciate your point of view on this now in more detail, because what I'm hearing you say is that's reflecting to somebody that's disengaged. That's letting them know that you hear them, but you're also wanting to just understand it a little bit more. I appreciate how you're seeing things from your perspective. Let me play back what I've heard you say. Mm -hmm. And then stating is now that I understand, because you want to have stating too, you want to have some direction, right? We're trying to reignite and challenge them. But let me share my point of view now that I understand what you've told me. Now that we are talking about this, let me explain how I see this a little differently. So those are super helpful for sure when you're when I've had some conversations with disengaged performers. And I love the um, the quadrant uh, thing that Lynette just dropped in. Um, so now the last thing that you can do is you can go through all those coaches on the back of your map. It doesn't need to be, you know, if you've got a leg of business that's IPD or whatever, you don't need to be worrying about that, worrying about where those people fall in your quadrants, but you can go through and you can start listing people and you can even put a dot, like where they are in the quadrant. Like, oh, are they right here? They're almost performers, but they're and they're almost engaged, but they're really kind of meh, right there. Like, I like doing that because I'm a very visual, like that visual perspective is great. But you can go in and put, put all your people in there, like see where they fall. And then you'll have a clear idea of, okay, what's my role with them? How, much, how many times should I be connecting with them every month or every week? And 
if they're in that quadrant one, remember that communicating with these people one, two, three, sometimes five times a week, if they're really engaged, is fine. That's what you should do. That's how you run with those people. And then if they are, if they have all this potential and they're just not hitting the ball back, then they're not in that category. I'm sorry, they're just not. So they're more like, you know, once every week or maybe two week phone call or whatever. So awesome. Yeah, that engaged learner, we have some that we're talking to every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I hope this was helpful. This is a lot of information. And like Heidi said in the chat, it takes a lot of practice. Yep. Okay. Well, congratulations and um, offer the new folks here and um, we'll see you guys um, on power hour and we'll see you guys next Monday. Thanks. Thanks, Brenna. Thank you. Bye. Bye.